Good to Vach, this is Gemara and Shabbos, Taf Kuf Lamed Hey, tonight cheers, Shabbos, Chos, for Shlem, for Chaim, for Ramachan, Itachai, Batabas, Lavana, Chaim, and Sari, Stom, and Sari, Zosh, and 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 Zosh, Let's pick it up from the bottom of Kof Lamid Dalit Amid B. Van Dragonis, we're discussing doing the Brismila, says the Gemara Tanarabonan. Our Lasai, it says in the Postic about the Brismila, our Lasai, his Arla, his foreskin, our Lasai, Vadai, Deiches Shabbos. Only when you know for sure you're doing a bris, it's an Arla of a Vadai, then it is Deiches Shabbos, Suffolk, Deiches Shabbos. But when you're not sure, then it is not Deiches Shabbos. Our Lasai, Vadai, Deiches Shabbos, Layan Dragonis. And similarly, only a Vadai. Oh, bris milas deicha shabbos, and not an andragonis. What's an andragonis? If you look at the top, Rashi, Rashi says safiku v'neilad bein hashmashe. It's not me safik. There's two types of safikus. One is a safik in time. You don't know what day the bris is supposed to be held. We know bein hashmashe is a safik be'etzem. Then there's a that does not have a psak halacha, whether it's day or nights. That's one. Or the other one is. Suffolk and Dragonis is when it's a Suffolk Zachar, Suffolk Nikavar, you're not sure if the child is a male or a female. So again, Vadei Deiches HaShabbos, Lein Dragonis, Deiches HaShabbos. Review Daimer, the third line, and Dragonis Deiches HaShabbos. No, and a Dragonis is Deiches HaShabbos. Vainish Kares, and you get Kares, the Gemara is going to discuss tomorrow's daf what exactly that means. Arla say Vadei Deiches HaShabbos, what does it mean that Arla Vadei Deiches HaShabbos, Lein Nele Binash Mashais, and not one that was born Binash Mashais Deiches HaShabbos. Arla say Vadei and not a child that is born that already has the meal that the foreskin is already cut off. Because you have to be mativ, you have to take off a little dambris. That means that even when there is a meal there, they still do a little incision in order to draw forth a little bit of blood for the sake of the meal. And again, we're going to have to see. What is this machlekes? Amr Shimon Alazar loy nechlu beisham beisil. Beisham beisil. Do not argue al neiler keshumal. It's not like you just said the Tanakama. The Tanakama seemingly said in a case where a child is born with a meal, the foreskin is cut off. We have machlekes beisham beisil. Well, you have to do a tofas to embrace. Well, you have to do an incision and draw forth the blood. Shimon Leil says. Shimon Alazar says no. That's not the machlekes. I'm not like shumal. Shall let hatman of embrace. Mimnei arla kavushahi. Why? Because the arla is suppressed. Because and we'll, again. Gemara is going to discuss what that means. Me, it will see. Aman Nechliku says with Shimon Elazar, what is the Machlik is Beishami Beishilel? Al Gershon is Kayak a case that we have a Ger that became a convert after the Ger already had a Mila. Rashi points out, like an Arab that they do bris Mila. Shabeshami Oyrim, Sark Latvan of Dambris. In that case, Beishami are of the opinion that this person that became a Ger, this Arab that became a Ger, and therefore you already had a Mila, you still have to do a Tavas Dambris, you still have to do an incision and draw forth the blood. Whereas Beishilel Oyrim, Isar Latvan of Brisol says you do not. So that's the brace. So again, a few basic basic dinim. Number one is a suffix will never be deicha shabbos. Only deicha shabbos for a mitzvah vaday. So an andragonist being ashmashis is not going to be deicha shabbos. Then at the end of this brace, we had a discussion. What's the story with a with someone who is 
um, either we had a machlekes or Shimon Elazar and the Tanikamba, are we discussing a case where a child is born with a bris mila? Tanikamba said that's the machlekes Beishami Beishilel. Beishami says you have to do a tafas down bris, you have to do an incision. Beishilel says no. Shimon Elazar says that's not the machlekes. The machlekes is with regard to a ger that became a convert after already had a mila. Now this last thing of Shimon Elazar and Tanikamba about a, a child that was born with a mila or a ger that converted seemingly has nothing to do with Shabbos, which is the first topic of this b'risa, but again, the Gemara is going to clarify that din. So only the two dots, about 12 lines down, Kuflam and Hey, Amar Aleph. Amar Amar, now we're going to go, and as always, they sack the b'risa. What are the words, and as we read the beginning of the b'risa, it seemed a little superfluous, a few extra wording over there, so what case is it coming to include when it says that the suffix is not the Shabbos? Last week, it's coming to include that which you learned in the b'risa. What's that coming to include? Last week, it's coming to include Include the following case. Ben Shiva Mechalin Allah is a Shabbos. A baby that is born in the seventh month, then you're yes, Mechal Shabbos to save that baby's life. Ubein Ches, in Mechalin is a Shabbos. A baby that's born in the eighth month is not, we're not Mechal Shabbos. And Rashir points out what's the reason. That because is it was assumed that any baby born in the eighth month would for sure die. Rashi says, kemes, that baby is like it's dead, and therefore you're not Mechal Shabbos, meaning what? Number one, obviously, to save a life. And number two, it's like what we're discussing is to do for the bris Mila. Safik ben Zayin, Safik ben Ches, if you're not sure if this baby is a seventh month or an eighth month, or, and therefore you're not sure if you should be Mechal Shabbos and do the bris Mila, ain't Mechal and Shabbos, that's what the price is coming to teach us. In that case, you're not Mechal the Shabbos, meaning you don't do the bris. And another thing this price adds on that a baby is born in the eighth month, like Rashi has taught us to assume that baby will die. Therefore, it's ke'evin, it's like a stone, and you're not going to move it, it's muksa. Even the first moments of that baby's life, the baby's alive for the first two minutes, few minutes. No, you're not going to move it, it is muksa. Avil says the price, the mother could bend over him, and the mother could nurse this baby, even though the baby's about to die. So, why are you nursing it? Not to save the baby's life. Rashi she points out because the mother is in excruciating pain. She has all this excessive milk from the fact that she just gave birth to a baby. Therefore, she's allowed to nurse out that milk in order for her own, for herself. Two important points. Important point number one is we obviously know nowadays that whether a baby is born in the seventh month, the eighth month, the ninth month, we're for sure Michal Shabbos. Whether we'll do a bris, it will be determined usually if the baby is healthy enough, but with regard to the halacha that the baby is kemes, the baby is like dead, nowadays that's obviously not true, and Tyson's already points out a lot of these points over here at the bottom, the wide lines, that uh, we posk that the baby is not kemes, you sure could yes move the baby, and we know many, many children, well, probably even the high percentage of children live 7th, 8th, month babies. And lastly, Taisus takes issue that the Gemara says that why could the mother lean over and nurse the baby? Because of a sakana. Now Taisus points out, why does it have to be a sakana? And Rashi points out, there's a lot of uh, lot of milk and therefore it could make the mother sick. Taisus points out, why does it have to be a sakana? Even if the mother is in a lot of pain, if the mother is bitsar, we're also makele for her to extract the milk, pump the milk out, and it's for sure let the baby eat, drink. So why does it have to be a sakana? Let's taste this over here. But let's continue. So again, so the Gemara just pointed out, what did the Bryson mean? That's this case of a baby born, this, we're not sure, month 7, month 8. Month 7 lives, month 8 does not live. That case is a suffix, you're not. Mechalel the Shabbos. Itmar, says the Gemara. Rav Amar Halacha Kitan Kama Ushmuel Amar Halacha Kishimin Lazar. So again, this is the end of the b'risa that we had a machleikas, whether a baby that's born malt 
Bishamay said, you yes do a toughest man and bris. And Basil said, you do not do a toughest man and bris. And then Rashim and Elazar said, no, they're arguing about a different case about a Gersh and a Skyer wanted out of bris Milo. So Machlekes, Rav says, Aloha like Kitanakamo, like Kitanakamo. And Rashi over here, Rashi points out, where's Rashi? Rashi's a little bit up, about a quarter line, a quarter of the way into the narrow lines, about 12 lines into the Rashi. Rashi points out, Obviously, according to Beisel, they don't have to be Matav Dambris. Meaning, so if a baby is born with a Milo, you do not cut off and you do not draw forth the blood. That is how Rav Paskins. Seemingly, that everyone agrees you have to do a Tavas Dambris, and the Machlekes is only by a Gersh and a Skyer with a Milo. Ravanda Barava, is the story. So that's the Machlik is Rav and Shmuel, and again, there are still a few fuzzy details, as is going to come clear in a few moments. Rav Adabar Ava, we're about smack in the middle of the Amid, first word on the line is Elazar. Rav Adabar Ava is Yalulayahu Yenuka. Rav Adabar Ava had a child born to him, Shumal. The baby was born with a Mila, seemingly. Ahadri had Tlasam He went looking for, he went asking 13 different Mailim to do the bris on Shabbos, and no one would do it. Until he himself, or Adabar Ava himself, tried to do that Tavas Dan Bris, and what happened was he made the baby into Kruv Shivcha, which means he cut off a little bit too much, made the baby not able to uh, reproduce, not be able to have children anymore, cut off part of the Gid, and not just the Arla. Omar and Rav Adabar Abba said about himself, you know why this happened? You know why this michshol, this avira came to my hand that I tried to do the mila and it didn't work? And the reason is because I was over on the words of Rav. What's Rav? Rav said we postulate the Tanakama. What's the Tanakama? Like we said, is base Hillel. That when you have a baby that's born with a mila, you do not do a tafas menu dambris. And certainly by extension, you would not do it on Shabbos. If you don't have to do it even during the week, you certainly would not be Michal Shabbos to do such a thing. Obviously, it's Michal Shabbos because you're cutting the baby for no reason when it does not have need a meal at that point. So Rav Nachman asked, You're not over on Shmuel. Again, Shmuel was the one that passed, like Rav Shimon ben Elazar, that said the Machlekes, Beishami Beishilil is only by a Gersh and his Geyer. So he asked, You were not over on Shmuel? Emer Damer Shmuel, when did Shmuel say that both Beishami Beishilil agree that you, yes, do what Tavis Menu Dam Bris, that you, yes, draw forth some of the blood for a baby that was born with a Milah? That's Bechol. That's only during the weekday. Bishabbos mi Amar. Did Rav Adarava, did, I'm sorry, Shim ben Elazar say, did Shmuel, who passed like Shim ben Elazar, did he say that both Bishabbos and Bishabbos would agree you do a Tavzan Adambris on Shabbos? No way. Who Savar? Vade Arla Kavushahi. He holds that it's certainly a suppressed Arla. And that's the reason why, again, when you do the Mila, you cut off the Arla. And in this case, we have a baby that is born with a Mila. Shim ben Elazar held that what's going on over there, really what's going on is that the Arla is pushed in. And that's the reason why Bishami and Basil both agreed that you have to cut it off. And yet, me not cut it off, but you have to do a toughest man of Dabris, you do a little incision to draw forth the blood. But says the Gemara, that's only during the week. How do I know that? The Gemara continues. Rabba says, we're concerned, perhaps, what's going on over here is that the Arla is pressed in. Rav Yosef Amar Vade Arla Kvushi. Rav Yosef says, no, the case is that certainly that is what happened. Amar Rav Yosef, no, Aminullah. How do I know that? The Tani we learned in a Raisa. Rav Lezak Farah Aymer Lenechlu Bishami Bezalel Al-Mavik Shumal. They do not argue on a baby that was born with a Mila. Shtar Klaatzim Dambris. Everyone agrees if the yes be Matav Dambris. Everyone agrees if the yes draw forth the blood. 
which is seemingly the exact same thing as Rishim and Elazar. But Yav Elazar Akfar adds on, Alma Nechliku, on what do they argue? What do we Shabbos argue? Lechal Elavis HaShabbos, this exact point. The Ravad or Rav seemingly was over. That is the Machleik is Beishami Beisilel. Beishami Arim Lechal Elavis HaShabbos. Beisilel Arim Ein Lechal Elavis HaShabbos. So says the Gemara. Again, so Rav Elazar Akfar learned the Machleik is Beishami Beisilel is on this detail. Do we argue Mechal Shabbos? Says the Gemara, Lav Mechal can't we infer for the fact that Lazar Akfar said the Machlis Beisham Beisilel is why you should be Chal Shabbos? We can infer the Tanakama Savar. Who's the Tanakama? We didn't hear Tanakama. The Gemara means the person who argues on Rav Lazar Akfar, the Tanakama, the Stam Mishnah. He should hold what Mechal in the Shabbos. He should hold that you are, yes, Michalo the Shabbos, which seemingly, seemingly, would mean the Ravad of Ravo did the correct thing. That Rav Shimon Elazar, who said that Bisham and do not disagree only with regards, only with regard to uh, Garrison Iskayer, but seemingly they all agree according to the Tanakama, Michalo the Shabbos. So seemingly there's a Machlekes Tanakama and Rav Lazar Akfar about this detail that we just said. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, the Dilmatan Kama Divra call in Machal and Kamar. How do you know that? Again, all we know is Rav Lazar Akfar said. Rav Lazar Akfar said, Beishamai and Beisilel argue whether you are Machal Shabbos. And we, the Gemara, Rav Lazar Barava, is trying to infer, or I should say even more, not Rav Lazar Barava, but Rav Nachman, who's asking on Rav Lazar Barava, we're trying to infer what does the opinion that argues on Rav Lazar Akfar say. So the Gemara first thought that maybe the opinion that argues according, would hold that both Beishamai and Beisilel would hold your yes, Machal Shabbos. Says the Gemara, do you know that? But Dilma, we can make the opposite implication. Tanakama, Divriakol, ain't Mechal and Kamar. Maybe what the Tanakama meant was that everyone holds you're not Mechal Shabbos. In Cain says, Gemara, one second. Then what did Rabbi Lazar say? If the Tanakama held that everyone holds you're not Mechal Shabbos, and then Rabbi Lazar came along to teach me that no, that according to Beishamai, you are yes, Mechal Shabbos. According to Beishillel, you're not Mechal Shabbos. So which, which opinion is a chiddish according to Rabbi Lazar Kfar? Beishamai. Again, if the Tanakama held that, according to both Beishami and Beisil, you're not Michal Shabbos. So then Rav Lazar Kfar says, no, 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 that point is a Machlekes. Beishami says, yes, Michal. Beisil says, no, Michal. So Beisil is just like the Tanakhama. And Beishami now is the Chiddush. So ask the Gemara, in Cain, Rav Lazar Kfar, time of the Beishami, Yosla Shmiran. Rav Lazar Kfar is coming to teach me the, the reason of Beishami. That's not true. We always know Allah can Beisilel. So why Rav Lazar Kfar come to argue with the Tanakhama to tell me Beishami disagrees? Who I mean, not who cares, but we both like Beisilel. Says that's not a raya. And again, and therefore, what the raya would be with that the Tanakhama would hold, according to everyone, you are not, you are yes, Machal Shabbos. Says No, maybe the point is that Bishami Silah don't argue about this point. And that is what Rav Lazar Kvar is coming to teach us. And therefore, it is not exactly conclusive as to what is the Machlokes Rav uh, Beisham Beisilel with regard to Chel Shabbos. Let's just uh, see this one Rashi, this little bit of a lengthy Rashi. Before we continue, Rashi over here, Hachi Garzinu, my Dilma Michal, then it comes every, we call it Imchal, Imkein Rav Lazar Tamit Beisham Beisilel, Imkein the Tanah Le'el Minei, Amar Divir, called Imchal, Rav Lazar Kvar, the Asa Lafluge, Ulemeim, is explaining the question of the Gemara. Rav Lazar Kvar is Coming to teach me, like we spoke out. What would the Chiddush be? 
So what is Rav Lazar Kfar coming to teach us? And the Gemara answers, Perhaps, and again, very often when the Gemara says a Dilma, doesn't mean it's conclusive either way. It just means once we don't know if it's this way or is it that way, we can't bring a proof either way. So Dilma Hachi Kamer, Rav Lazar Latanakama. And the argument is during the week. And according to Basel, you do not need to uh, draw forth the blood. Everyone agrees. This is what Rabbi Lazar is coming to teach us in the Maskana of the Gemara. That everyone agrees you, yes, have to draw forth the blood. And the Machlechus is specifically about Shabbos. And now we're coming to teach us during the week, you have to, yes, draw forth the blood. And that's going to be the Chedesh of Lazar, of, of, um, but again, the Gemara is not necessarily conclusive as to whether you would have to draw forth the blood, whether you would do it on Shabbos. And from the story of Adab or Ava, and from the fact that we saw that it, that it happened was he tried to do this and he wasn't successful, it definitely seems to the Gemara that he was not that the correct thing would not be to do a Tavastan bris in a case where the baby is born with the Mila. And like the Gemara said, he was certainly Ivar and Rav, whether he was Ivar and Shmuel, is this Machlekes that we just brought down. Says the Gemara, five lines before the bottom, Amar Ravasi, Kol Leida, A rule? You want to know when is the bris meal on day number eight? In a case where the mother is tomate due to the Leida, due to the birth, then the child gets a bris on day eight. If the mother is not Tame, then the baby does not get a bris in day eight. Shenamar says in the Pasuk, Ishi sees Azria, Vyalda Zachar, she gives birth to a boy, Utameya, and she is Tame, Vigoimer, Ubi Yoima Shmini, and the Torah continues on the eighth day, Yimobasarasai. So seemingly the Torah puts together the bris Mila with the fact that she is Tame. So only in case where she is Tame will she have the bris Mila. So everyone's thinking, one second, aren't you always Tame by a birth? So as we're gonna see in a moment, that's by a natural birth. But when you have a C-section, a Yeti Daifin like the is going to say in a moment, then she's not Tameya Leida, and therefore the Gemara right now is assuming that in that case the bris mila might not be done on day number 8 let's see the Gemara Do you know where we see this from? The earlier generations Avram Avinu Til Matan says Rashi that what happened there was a there was a din of Mila right Avram Avinu who got a Mila yet was there a din of Toma of course not there was no Tyre there was no Toma says the Gemara Amrle Abaya Darius Rishonim Yechichu Sheni Maitmei Aleida the mother was ever Tamei Aleida Vnimalishmaina and yet we know the breast Mila was on day number eight Amrle that's not a proof Nina Tyre of it is Chachalacha no maybe when the Tyre was given and when the fact that the mother becomes Tamei that's when this Halacha came into play to teach us that. Only when she is Tomei will the brist be on day number eight. When she is not Tomei, then the brist will not be on day number eight. Says the Mar, top line, couple of Mahim Abayz, and he's at you. A C-section, or a case where a baby is born with two arlos, two uh, skins covering one on top of each other. Ravuna, Rav, in this case, by a C-section or by Shtei Arlois, whether Machal Shabbos. Says the Gemara, what is the Machlaikis, Rav, and Rav Chiyabar, Rav, and Rav Huna, the Machlaikis is whether. Whether you're Mechal Shabbos. But seemingly they all hold. Seemingly they're all agreeing that the British should be on day number eight. Says Gemara, no. 
specifically this detail. Whether you hold your Mechal Shabbos would be if bris on day number eight. If you would hold you not Mechal Shabbos, then bris would not be on day number eight. So for that is not a raya. So says the Gemara, this is a kitanoi. Seven lines down, whether the din of the bris on day number eight is intrinsically tied to the mother becoming Tamei, is a machlekes tanoim. Yeesh, and the Gemara is now going to explain a lengthy discussion based on the din of an Eved. We know there is such a concept that a Jew could buy an Eved, and that Eved would go undergo a conversion process, and at some level, that Eved would be a Yid, even though the Eved was not a Jew, the Eved would have to go to the Mikvah, etc. So says the Gemara, Kitanai, we learned in the Raisa, Kitanai, Machlik, Sanai, Yesh Yelid Bayis Shenimul Echad. Yelid Bayis means a baby that is born to an Eved, to a slave of a Jew. So there is a case where a baby is born to the slave, Shenimul Echad, that the Bris Mila is on day number one. The Yesh Yelid Bayis, and there are cases where the baby is born, Shenimul Ishmaina, that the Bris on day number eight. Yesh Mikna Kasef, there is a case where a person buys a slave, Mikna Kasef, it's a purchase and acquisition, Shanim Alechad, and the baby born is on bris number, day number one. Yesh Mikna Kasef, Shanim Alechad. So we have four cases. There are times that a slave gives birth in the house of the master, and we'll have to see what this means, that the bris on day number one, sometimes bris number eight, sometimes the purchase on bris day number one, and sometimes the purchase um, yields a bris on day number eight. Now the Gemara explains. Yesh mekne kasa shenim alechav, yesh mekne kasa shenim alishmaina. Kate said, what is that case? Lachag shivcha. Someone buys a non-Jewish woman. Me'uberes, but she's already pregnant. Ve'achar kach, and after the purchase, yolda, she gives birth. Ze'u mekna kasa shenim alishmaina. So where was that birth? That birth was in the house of the master, of the Jew. And therefore, it's considered a, a considered a mikna kasef that is similar, very similar to a regular Jewish baby born because in, in this master, in this Jew's house, a baby is born, not his, the slaves. Therefore, the bris on day number eight. Lokach shivcha, but in the case where someone buys a servant, ve'uvlada ima, and she already gave birth. Let's say on Sunday, this woman, not Jewish woman, gives birth. One day old baby, and then a Jewish master buys that woman. Zui right away, day of the purchase, that baby needs to get a bris, even though it's day number one, baby gets bris at day number one. So that's a potential of a purchase that gets a bris at day number eight when it's born in the house of the master, purchase that gets a bris on day number one when it was um already born before the purchase. Now we go into the other two cases. Seemingly, we're only going to say one of them. That's going to be the question of the Gemara. There is a case where there's a birth in the house, where the bris on day number eight. Kate said, what's the case? If someone purchases a uh, uh, non-Jewish woman, and she becomes pregnant in the house of the master, and then she gives birth. So that's a yelid bias cause both the pregnancy and the birth all happened in the Jewish household. So seemingly it's very similar to regular Jewish birth. So the Brisantine number eight. That is the Tanakam. Rav comes like, and again, obviously, we realize that the Gemara left out one of the four cases, the case of the Yelid bias, the birth that has the bris in day number one, which eventually is going to be the problem, the question of the Gemara on the Tanakam. Comes like Rav Chama, argues, in a case where there's a birth, and then she goes to the mikvah, meaning you bought the Eved, you bought the Shifcha, I should say, you bought the non-Jewish woman, then she gives birth in the house of the master, but she gave birth before you brought her to the mikvah, meaning before this woman goes to the mikvah, she does not get the status of the Jew yet. She has to go to the mikvah, she didn't do it yet. So when the master, then subsequently after the birth, brings her to the mikvah, again, Yolda, she gives birth, and then she goes to the mikvah, that's the case where it's a Yelid bias, because the baby was born not at the time that the baby's mother was a Jew, before 
before the baby's mother went to the mikvah, and therefore it's not really similar to regular Jewish birth. Therefore, the bris will be on day number one. Hetvila, she goes to the mikvah. Meaning, she's reading the master's house. She gives, and then she goes to the mikvah. Then she gives birth. That's that's like a regular birth. That's in day number eight. So this is the two cases of Yelid Bayis according to Rav Chama. So what's the obvious question? According to Tanikama, Tanikama did not differentiate when they went to the mikvah. Tanikama didn't mention anything about the mikvah, right? So according to Tanikama, had nothing to do with going to the mikvah. So what do we see? The mother of this baby is not Tomei, because the mother is not a non-Jew yet. Yet, so we see according to the Tanakama, it doesn't make a difference if the mother is Tomei. Again, because we have a case over here of a Shivcha. Before she goes to the Mikvah, she is a non-Jew. So obviously non-Jews do not become Tomei when they give birth. And yet the Tanakama said, in all cases, the, when the birth happens in the master's house, the bris on day number eight. Seemingly not like the rule that we started off with, seemingly that the whether bris on day number eight is not tied to the rules of Toma. Yet Rav Chama, he said it is dependent upon that. Rav Chama said that if she went to the mikvah prior, then she's like a regular Jewish woman, then she will be Tommy Leda, she'll be impure when she gives birth, and therefore the bris will be number eight. She did not go to the mikvah, then she will not be impure, then the bris will be number one. Says the Gemara, that's the proof that this din, whether to, um, bris and din number eight is intrinsically tied to Toma, is imachlekes tanoi, imachlekes tanakama, and Rav Chama. But now the Gemara is a problem, the problem already pointed out. We have all four cases. However, Yalda. Uh, the case we just saw. If she gives birth and goes to the mikvah, that's a birth that gives birth on day number one. If she first went to the mikvah, therefore she's going to be Tomei. Now we speak of the first two cases. What's the case of an acquisition? This should sound familiar. We have this a few lines ago. She was already pregnant when you bought her. And she went to the mikvah. And then she gives birth. That is a miknakas. Of course, she was already pregnant when you purchased her. Therefore, the person day number one. However, I'm sorry, I skipped. I skipped. What's the case of the person day number eight? That is the case. Again, you bought her. She was already pregnant. She went to the mikvah. And then she gave birth. So that is a miknak kasev, that is nima lishmaina. What's the reason? Again, we're in the opinion of Rechama. So everything has to do with Toma. Since she went to the mikvah before she gave birth, therefore she is Tomei when she gives birth. Therefore the, the, therefore the bris will be number eight. Miknak kasev nima le'echad. What is the case, according to Rechama, of a miknak kasev? I'm sorry that I said it's familiar. It's not familiar. This is a new thing of miknak kasev. Apologies. Miknak kasev nima le'echad kigoin. What is the case of a purchase that is a bris number Two people bought a slave. One buys the rights to the slave, and one buys the rights to the fetus. That is the case where, and then the baby, the mommy gives birth. In that case, the bris will be in day number one, because that birth is not similar to regular birth. You know why? Because in this case, the mother and the child are not owned by the same person. Therefore, it's not similar to regular birth. Therefore, that will be a big nakaz in the
We're concluding our question. Where is that case of Yilad Ba'is that gives birth? That's Brisa day number one. And we're going to finish with this. That's what about a case where you buy a Shivcha specifically for the fetus. In that case, it's not similar to regular birth. But And then the baby gives, then the mother gives birth. Then the Brisa with DNA number one. That only works according to the Mandama that holds when you buy a Peri, you buy a fruit, you don't have the acquisition, you don't have the rights to the owner. It's like buying the item itself. So if you buy the Shivcha Obra, you buy a maidservant specifically for the fetus, then it's as if you owned the Kenyan Peris of the Shivcha, of the Obra, I'm sorry. It's as if you own the Shivcha, and therefore it should be. Um, and therefore, you have full ownership of the mother. So, for why would the birth be in day number one? That's like a regular birth. No, maybe a funny case. We buy the shivcha that she will never go to the mikvah. Therefore, she'll never have a status of a Jew. And therefore, that's going to be the case of a mikna kesef that is yilad on day number nimal on day number one. And this is the machlekes tanayim tanakama and rav chama, like we started at the top of the Ahmed, Whether tuma is intrinsically tied to the bris being on day number eight, we'll pick it up from Tanya.